I hear the Savior say, Thy strength indeed is small. Child of weakness, watch and pray. Find in me thine all in all. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Lord, now indeed I find thy power and thine alone can change the leper spots and melt this heart of stone. Cause Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. And when before the throne, I stand in him complete. Jesus died my soul to save. My lips shall still repeat. Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. My sin had left a crimson stain, he washed it white as snow. Last week, we we began looking at Mark chapter 4 and chapter 5, because in Mark chapter 4 and chapter 5, Mark is is giving us four different case studies of Jesus overcoming a certain reality of life as it's lived under the shadow of death. So we see him, Jesus being victorious over natural disasters, over demonic attacks, over disease, and over death in these four different stories. And what Mark is doing is giving us a fourfold or a well-rounded picture of all the different ways that we can be attacked as we live under the shadow of death. And here in this story, in Mark chapter 5, 21 through 43, he shows us Jesus's victory over both disease and death. So I want to spend the next couple days just lingering here with these two stories So take a moment today and read Mark 5, 21 through 43. And the next couple days, I want you to think about three things. One is how life under the shadow will drive you to Jesus. And then two, if you come to him, he will demand more of you than you ever could have imagined. And then three, but if you come to him, 
he will give you more than you ever could have imagined. So let's think first just about how life under the shadow of death will drive you to Jesus. Now here we have two main characters in this story. We have Jairus and the unnamed woman who had suffered from um, blood flow, probably some type of menstrual blood flow for 12 years. And we're supposed to compare and contrast the two. Because just from looking at the story from a surface level, you have two people who are on the polar opposite ends of the social spectrum. In this world and culture, Jarius is the ultimate insider, and this woman is the ultimate outsider. He's the ruler of the synagogue. He would have been the chief administrator of the town. Probably um, you would have that position because you are the, the wealthiest landowner in the town. He would have been highly respected. Uh, he comes across in the story as a good, honorable man who's very respected. Um, he would have been one of the most significant people in the community. And then you have this woman who she comes across as being alone, being poor, probably at the bottom of the social spectrum. So just from the surface, you look at them and they're uh, polar opposites in their social standing. But even if you look at their case, the, the medical case that they both need attention are on two ends of the spectrum. You know, Jarius's loss is sudden and it's tragic. His beloved daughter falls sick quickly. It's, uh, he gets hit with a sickness that comes upon him out of the blue, out of, out of nowhere. It's sudden, it's tragic. But then her case is a, a case of just long, slow, steady breakdown. You know, look at verse 26 and what there's this volley, this dramatic volley of Greek participles um, where it's having a blood flow, having suffered from many doctors, having exhausted all her wealth, having not improved, having gotten worse. You know, it's the same verse is equally emphatic and categorical. She has suffered much from many physicians. She has exhausted all her resources and she has gained nothing. And clearly her prospects are no better than the dying girls. And so the picture of this woman is of a woman who is totally broken. She's broken in her body. So physically broken. She's economically broke. She's broken and socially broken. You know, probably menstrual um, uncleanness probably means she was also barren, uh, possibly divorced. And what you see in her case is that for her, life has drained away. It's been this slow, relentless seeping of all of her vitality and her energy and her life. And you know, life has a way of doing that to you. It can just beat out of you all of your joy and hope and optimism. In fact, in verse 34, the, the word that's used for disease is the Greek word mastix. And we get the word whip, the lash from. And she had suffered a disease in such a way where it just felt like a whip. And that actually is the exact opposite of Jairus' experience. You know, for him, 
His suffering is obvious. Everyone can see it. It was sudden and it's obvious. Um, you know, there's few things that can move people emotionally like the suffering of a child. And here is his 12-year-old da- daughter on her deathbed. But for the other woman, her suffering is very silent. It's just under the surface. In one sense, she's suffering in such a way where everyone is near, but no one knows. And here, her situation is no less tragic, but it's much less obvious. And so on the outside, they look completely different. But their reasons for coming to Jesus are remarkably similar. They both are experiencing different aspects of the reality of life under the shadow of death. No matter where you are on the social spectrum, at some point, life under the shadow will seek to break you. And in those moments, if it drives you to Jesus, then that is the safest place you can be. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy 